The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up everybody, it's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. Uh, what's up, you fat bitches? Welcome to another episode of the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast. Uh, Mr. Miami's back with us again. Ahoy. And we have uh, Rat Snitch. With a good time, well. Rooter. Hello, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are going to talk about one of your previous places, um, the NMLBS, which we all know stands for National Man Boy Love Association. Uh, that doesn't sound right. No, that's, series. That's wrong with Series that. is at the end. <laughs> uh, wait, what's NMLBS again? National Motor Life Boat School. Yeah, I was super close. Real close. Um, <laughs> real close. Um, so, what is the National Motor Life Boat School? Uh, it's the school where all motor life boat operators go to learn how to drive the MLB. Forty-seven. So, so there's only one platform out there, the forty-seven. Uh, no, there's also the fifty-two, uh, but there's no school for the fifty-two. There's only four of them, uh, so you're gonna have to go to one of those four units to learn how to drive that. Is that uh, the weird we, one that's like in Alaska and only, like only in Alaska and Yorktown? No, they're bo- all four of them are in uh, Oregon, and Washington. At so, surf stations. So you brought up surf. So what is what is surf? Technically, any breaking seas. So well, I remember when I was size. getting I was getting my Cox and PQS. You guys, were, you and BMC were teaching me about waves. Apparently, there's a couple different kinds. I don't remember them now because that was a couple of years ago. Breaking means when the the top of it curls over to the front of it, right? Yep, when the top falls off. So when the top e- falls off. Yeah. <laughs> so you could have like a one foot wave. You could have a one foot wave, and it still could be considered surf. Uh, yes, technically, yeah, uh, that'd be a, a surging break, so like your beach breaks. So like, people like, so the Motor Lifeboat School is to learn how to drive in some shit, right? Yeah. Like, when you see, like, when you're a boot camp or prior to boot camp or want to do those inspirational videos, like, you know, the ones where they play Lincoln Park and there's a 47 going up and over fucking waves. That's it, that's it. That's it? That's yeah. the whole thing? The whole thing, just Lincoln Park constantly. <laughs> blaring all over Cape Disappointment. Yeah. So it's it so the school's in Cape Disappointment? Mm-hmm. My wife it. just my wife just threw a pan across the kitchen. I thought Rasin threw through his beer. <laughs> I'm actually on call. This is not a beer. 
drunk okay, call. Not a beer. I am. What a loser. I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. So, surf is like the most dangerous one, right? Like driving in surf is the most dangerous one. Uh, I guess it has like the biggest consequences. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, like below that's what, like heavy weather. Heavy weather. Yeah. Uh, but there's some differences with with surf. A lot of the time, it's uh, consistent waves. You can kind of see where they're coming from. Uh, time swells, things like that. In heavy weather, uh, it's kind of all over the place. It's a washing machine. So I remember when, uh, you know, I told a story about how I got my Cox and PQS complete. You know, I drove, every time the small boat left for two whole patrols, I drove it. And I remember you teaching me how to, like, read, like, waves. But they were only, like, two, three-footers. But you right. can still, like, you can, like... You know, a wave's only, like, so fucking long before it, like, peters out. So, like, you're learning to read these waves. Do you, like, read the waves the same way when they're, like, 30 fucking feet as, like, like when we were driving? Uh, for, for heavy weather, yeah. For surf, it's going to be different, uh, for sure. I'm, I'm not a surfman, so let me, let me just point that out. Hang on a second. Oh, look. Yeah? Hi. I'm talking to uh, Mr. Miami and the disgruntled sailor. What are you doing? <laughs> Usually it's my you. kids. <laughs> yeah. Mommy said uh, setting up something. Yeah, I'll show it to you when I'm done. What is it? None of your business. Tell me! <laughs> Tell, Tell me her what she, it is. Tell her she None can say business. hi to the girls in a little bit when we're done. Right. You can say hi to uh, Lily and Charlotte in a little bit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's fine. You don't have to bleep that out. No. I'm going to show you in a little bit when I'm done. So I can, <laughs> so I can play with that. What okay. is it? Go on. Wait. Don't turn around. Is it really what I thought? <laughs> no, it's not. I want to look. I wanna look. <laughs> no. Go. Hey. Tell her you got our case of no, beer. it's not. Yeah. It's not. Tell her you got our cocaine. All right. Turn around and look at it. Did you see him blink really hard when I said that? It's like, <laughs> right there. What is go? What is going on? I got her. Uh, she was been talking about playing drums, so I got her a drum pad to practice on. That's pretty cool. Okay. Now get rid of her. Um, <laughs> speaking of driving boats, I distinctly remember when you drove the small boat and you bent the mast light back. Well, technically, I didn't bend the mast light back. The bridge bent the mast light back. And then I distinctly, you remember going, Rat Snitch, you're in charge of this boat. You did this, not me. <laughs> yes. I, so, I, we were driving. I hit the bridge. We stopped, and I looked him right in the eye immediately and said, that was, this, this is your fault. Remember when we hit the bridge and you were the coxswain? Uh, I don't recall. I don't recall that <laughs> at all. They still haven't fixed the mast yet. Well, they don't make that part anymore. Well, so, long story because short. the part was ordered. Yeah, the, it, it's on its way to the ship. I, ha, I have confirmation, and I texted MK1 and asked him if he would send it to me so I could put it up on my wall. Oh, the old one? That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We'll post anyway, a photo of it. So... Surf, big waves, scary, sketchy. Um, 
you're a heavy weather coxswain and a regular ass coxswain, right? Yes. Um, heavy weather has like a certain like from this wave height to this wave height, right? Yep. So uh, ten to twenty foot is twenty heavy weather. Twenty footers. Twenty yeah, foot. That's fucking big. That and, seems uh, high. Fifty knots of sustained wind. That seems that, high. Yeah, yeah that, it seems bro, high. Fifty knots. What is that? Is that considered a tropical storm? Wind. Yeah, you're no. quizzing me now. I don't no. know the. No, uh, it's not. I think it's sixty-two. Is the. It's tropical. Storm. Is the top for a tropical. What storm. was, what was the thing that, BMC used to say, that a, a knot of. I hate it is, here. Is, is <laughs> thirty <laughs> knots of wind. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that like a real thing? It is, but I think that the. Uh, I think that the, the old captain was, was blowing it up. Out of yeah, the way it's portrayed is a little bit different. So you only have so much of the boat in the water. So a knot of current of that, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It would have to be equal amounts out of the water and in the water for them to match up and for it to not move. Like I, Because I've been in 30-knot winds, and I can stand up. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't feel like one knot of current, you know. No. I mean, I've been in 20-foot seas on a 378, and I would not want to be in that in a smaller boat. Yeah. No, thank you. Especially on top, strapped in like an idiot. Yeah. No, thank you. you got to want to do that shit, I think, right? Yeah, yeah um, for sure. I just, I just had a thing I wanted to say, and I fucking forgot. We were talking about waves. Stupid. Waves. And then... You got Alzheimer's. Mm, could be. <laughs> Bro, if I ever have an inkling of Alzheimer's, I'm going to hide a Batman costume in my closet so that, like, I could, like, when I finally lose my shit, like, I wake up and be like, who the fuck am I? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm Batman. Oh, yeah, I'm Batman. I forgot <laughs> about that. Right. I forgot about that. Just lucky, uh, I guess. Just lucky, I guess. Um, so, the school, anyway, teaches you how to drive in some sketchy waves, right? Yep. 20-plus footers. Uh, I mean, our training... Uh, training parameters are not up that high. You should be training in about 15-foot seas. Okay. And, uh, Close enough. So for those of you that don't know, like, I'm, I'm sh- I am I, don't want to call my mom dumb, but I don't think she knows how to measure a wave because I bet Fatso doesn't know how to measure a wave. A wave is measured from the, like, it goes in a, like a, a wave, like a heartbeat, right? Like, that's yeah. how waves go. And you measure from the very bottom of the trough to the very tippy top, I think it's yep. called. Yep, the tippy top. That's a technical <laughs> term. Technical term is the tippy top, that's and what that's Dr. how James you. Said. <laughs> yeah, and that that's how you measure a wave. So if you are like in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean, and you're sitting there floating, and the water is at like your neck, like where most people float, from your neck, twenty feet up, is a twenty foot wave. Correct. Okay. Can you ask them Hang to be on, quiet on the set? Back. Hello. What's up? Are you still carrying that bear around? You know she can't hear she, she you. She can't hear you. <laughs> Ask her then. He's asking about Teddy. Asking why you're still carrying it around. Because I love it. Oh. I mean, that's the same reason uh, my wife and kids are still around, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm doing something. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm doing something. What are you doing? I'm talking. Tell her we're doing, we're do, we're doing you're business. grown folk business. Big business. <laughs> This is what? A bad word. Wow, thanks a lot. You're Your welcome. Your screen name. 
This was supposed to be a close set. <laughs> Alright, hey, we'll play with the drum pad when I'm done, okay? Go on. Get on, get Hey, um, Mr. Miami, birds aren't real, said fuck you. What did I do stop, this time? Stop. Go. Nothing. What are you doing? No. She never wants to talk to me when I'm not doing this. That's how kids are. Yeah. Um, anyway. Get out. So most most normal humans that go to the National Motor Lifeboat School are going... I love you. Go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I almost spit this beer out all over my computer. I love you. Now get out. <laughs> get out. You're turning into me there, Ratsnitch. <laughs> um... Most people that are going there are going for the surfman program, correct? Uh, I wouldn't say most. There's there's lots of units that uh, are not surf that have had the MLB, uh, MLB. Well, no, I know I know that you know, I, my, one of my stations had MLBs. We weren't even heavy weather, I don't think. But like, if when you go to like a residency course there, you're going to learn how to drive and surf, right? So there's three different courses. There's a basic course, which is up to 10 feet, no breaking seas. The heavy weather course, which they'll take you out in uh, some surf, but you're not typically driving in it. Uh, as far as they didn't uh, uh -oh. while, while I went there. Can you hear me? You froze for a second. Oh. Can you hear me? He's now? fine. I can, yeah, I can I, hear you the whole time. Sorry. I, my computer is – I stole it about 12 years ago, and it's on its last leg, so – and I'm in my garage, so... <laughs> yeah. Doing more with less. So anyway, there's three residency courses. There's basic bitch, there's in the middle, and then there's... Surf. Surfman. Yep. There's... Connection is unstable. What the hell is this? You're fine. I can still see you fine. Okay. Um, yeah. So three different courses. So, uh, And they all kind of vary a little bit. Uh, but essentially they're just it's all boat handling and teaching you how to drive a boat okay wait sorry my wife was giving me the finger um, <laughs> can you say that one more time that, that threw you off <laughs> yeah, yeah no. it threw me off <laughs> she's becoming very old vulgar and ornery in her, her, her old age <laughs> there's a uh, he said there's three courses, and they all teach you how to drive a little differently based off each course. Okay. Um, and how long – so the surfmen are like – I've met, I think, maybe like 12 surfmen total in my entire career. Like not a lot of them. And all but like two of them like to fart in their hand and then, and then smell it and then tell me how I was a non-operational, non-boat driving piece of shit. So like – well, I mean, don't surfmen get numbers like rescue swimmers no, get numbers? No, we're, we're, get, we're getting to that. Don't, don't skip oh, ahead. Okay. Don't skip I don't ahead. know the, the order here. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard, like, you know, this, the stigma of, like, surfmen are dicks, and they're, like, conceited. But I had one of the cool surfmen kind of explain it to me. He's like, you ever met, like, a, like a, like a badass operator, like a military operator? I was like, yeah, I've met a couple. And he's like, and they they act like they're the shit, right? And I go, well, yeah. You know? He's like, you have to, like, 
When you're taking, I don't know how much the 47 weighs, it's a big fucking heavy boat, right? It's got to be like at least 30, 40 pounds. At least, yeah. At least. (laughs) You know, you're going out in a boat that can, like, roll over completely, self-right itself, and, you know, 30-foot waves. So, like, you kind of got to walk around like you got to fucking, you're packing some heat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'll show you her later. Oh, God. So, like, it took me a long time to, you know, not that I'm mature now, but, like, obviously, yes, you know, like, (laughs) like, why, like, boobies, (laughs) see, (laughs) Uh, you got to have some, like, you got to have some gumption to be able to go out and do that kind of stuff and be prepared to, like, maybe I roll this motherfucker over, you know? Yeah, I mean, they they have all worked a a long time to achieve that qualification um but i think that the the whole thing about them walking around like they're the shit all the time i think that's kind of dying hello out a bit. the what you think the what what you think the russians are invading yeah. timmy's in the well Prob- probably that's what you get for doing a podcast in your garage i don't know what's going on here you guys are frozen now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no he dropped out oh no Maybe he'll rejoin, you, you know? Just wanna, you just want to make fun of Surfman for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm right, though, right? They get numbers. Yes, so I was going to get to that, that, like, the progression of the podcast, because, you know, I'm an entertainer, was you talk about the programs. <laughs> I'm an long... entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, how long it takes, you know, um, and, like, they get, like, actual, like, I don't think it's a badge, but it's like a fucking doodad that's metal. And like everyone has their own like number. Like, you know, you're, you spend, I don't know, what is it? He's not here. So let's just make shit up. Let's say it takes six weeks to be a surfman. You know? Okay. It's longer than that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, like, because I know you have to go to the school, then you have to go to your actual unit and certify, and yeah. there's a bunch of shit. And, you know. Hey! Silencia! My kids are learning Spanish in school, so I'm trying to help out. <laughs> um, you know, and then, like, you get, like, a serial number. Like, let's say I go to the Motor Lifeboat School, and I do however long the program is. Then I go back to my unit, you know, because you got to – I, I believe – I wish you would come back so we can, like, you know, do this properly. I believe you have to be a coxswain before you can even go to the, to the like, lifeboat school, you know, to start your yeah. program. Yeah, no, I I think you have to be a cock. You just can't, because that would be multiple packets that you have to do. Yeah, so like, uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, so you're already a coxswain. you got to go to this course. Then you got to do some other shit, like, once you get back. It's kind of like being a BO. Like, you got to have prerequisites. Then you go to the school. Then you go back to your unit and then certify there. So, like, it's a big, it's a big to-do. And then, like, you get, like, all right, I am now. I get certified. I get my doodad. I get my surfman token, and, you know, now I'm number 536, and I'm the 536th surfman of the Coast Guard, and I'll be that number, and I'll be part of that forever. So, like, that's yes, kind of cool. correct. Yeah, that's super cool. Oh, look okay. who it is. Hey. 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 We were making some stuff up real quick. Um, okay. How long is surfman school? Uh, when I was there, I, I'm not sure if it's changed or not, but it was uh, four weeks. Uh, I see. You said it was longer, Fatso. Yeah, I figured it was. No, you said, like, until you're, like, a full-blown surfman. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I said school was five weeks. 
You have to be a coxswain before. It's it's four weeks. I said. Yeah, no. I, so you were wrong. I said you five. Said six. I said, said six. I said five, and he said you it's said way longer six. than that. You fat bitch! You said six. It doesn't matter. You can't. It's you can't remember because you're Alzheimer's. So you have to be a coxswain before you even go, right? To surf yes. school. Yeah. So you have to be a coxswain, coxswain, heavy weather coxswain, and then you can go to surf school on the forty-seven MLB. Right. And then. After you graduate school, you're not are you you're not technically a surfer until you go back to unit and certify, right? Right. Yes. So is that the only you said you have to be a heavy weather coxswain. Is that the only school that you can get the heavy weather coxswain qual at? No. You don't have to go to school to be a heavy weather coxswain. You don't have to go to school to be a surfman either. Really? You can uh, strike surfman? You can just show up and be like, I'm doing this now, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a PQS. It's just a PQS. Uh, you wanna but do what it? The school offers is <laughs> I kind of want to do it. What, I kind of want to do it. The PQS? Yeah. There's like 13 sign-offs. That's it? Yeah, it's it's pretty short. Huh. Could you imagine if me and you, Mr. Miami, were just like, fuck it, we're doing this now? Well, to be fair, I was closer. I already have, I'm Cox and PQS complete. You won't go outside. So I'm a little closer than you are. Oh, you're way closer. It's not complete. You didn't pass your DWO test yet. Wow, that was hurtful. <laughs> Yeah, so fuck off. That was that was really mean. <laughs> wow. Just just telling it how it is. Yeah, now you're spitting Isn't facts. Is that what this is about? Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. You want you want to get personal? Let's get personal. Uh, <laughs> so, um, surfmen get like a like a when you're finally certified as a surfman, you get like a a metal badge or some shit, right? Like the insignia. Yeah, the check. The check. Yeah, it's called a check. What is it? What does it look like? Um, it's just it's like a little shield thing. It has the life ring and two oars, the the surfman insignia thing on it, and on the back it has their number. Why is it called a check? Um, someone's probably gonna R- have to correct. I me bet RC Colo correct this. Yeah. Probably. Aren't you gonna be a chief soon? Should you know? Not a surf chief. Yeah, but you. I mean, you're obviously a bosun mate. I can disclose that. It it, it had to do uh, something with reliefs. So, like you, uh, like back in the day when they would do their uh, beach walk of the their units, they would uh, exchange these checks to prove to that they completed their round. That's pretty cool. Is it, that that's the way that I, I understand that, it? That's so, that uh, sounds right. That sounds right. Stop pushing the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how long after you graduate? So let me. So school's four weeks. Go back to your unit. Then yep. how long is it? It's, is it like? Is it like yeoman A school where it's self-paced depending on how much you can get in and like weather depending? Because you have to have surf to do surf training, right? Right. Yeah. So what the school really offers there is the training time, and the the stick time, and the most consistent. Because. Surf and heavy Yeah, because Cape Disappointment's a shit show, like, all the time, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like living out there? Uh, I did. And Astorio is super cool. Yeah? Super cool place to live. Yeah. Um, so, were you, you were a permanent party, right? Back in the day? Yep. Were you permanent yeah. party, or were you considered an instructor of some kind? No, I worked for, uh, I was in the maintenance department. As a bosun mate? So, not, yes. So, I was, uh, 
Yeah, we did all the all the deck work on the boats. Okay. Uh, and we so another one of the responsibilities of the maintenance department is to run crew for the classes. So like for all the towing and everything, we would take the uh, tow lines. Did I lose you again? No, no, I got you. Oh, uh, we would do all the drills like running around the boat, throwing heaving lines, and picking up men overboards, all that stuff. Okay. Um, have you ever had the opportunity to roll a forty-seven? I've never rolled. I have knocked down though. What's what is a knockdown? So knockdown is uh, more than seventy degrees over. Seventy so, degrees. Uh, what happened? That sounds kind of so hot. I wasn't like seventy seems high. Like, <laughs> you get it? <laughs> no. Like temperature? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Don't get it. <laughs> oh, that uh, was. I thought that was. No. Funny. So I. It wasn't. <laughs> so. <laughs> I wasn't driving for this. I was sitting in uh, one of the other seats uh, behind the instructor and the students and uh, felt us start healing over, and the back of my head dipped in the water and came back. Healing over is left and right. Yes. It, how, so if you went left and right, how would you feel water on the back of your head? Because those seats sit sideways. That makes sense. So like my, my back was to the port side. So you're facing inboard. Yes. And you guys heel, healed over all the way till your head touched the water. Yes. That seems pretty That's sketchy. gnarly. How fast is the rewrite? Like, how fast is it? Like, is it like, quick? Like, real quick? It's like within like 30 uh, seconds, right? Or something like that? Well, so like a full, like if you were to completely capsize, the uh, writing time is between 8 to 12 seconds. Isn't like. So it comes up pretty quick. Isn't like. Flipping one of those bitches over, like, kind of like a no-no, and you're not really supposed to do it. Yeah, it's a mishap. Really? Why yeah. would you give... A knockdown or rollover is a mishap. Why would you Why would you give someone a boat that's designed to, like, do flips and not let them do Frozen flips? Again. So you don't fucking die, bro. <laughs> that's why they give you the boat. Well, like, here's a helicopter. It flies. You're not going to do a mishap when it flies. Um, you know, if you give someone a boat that can do circles and flips... You should like do that. He froze I think again. We're, yeah, I think we're we lost him again. It's that shitty East Coast fucking Wi-Fi. No West Coast. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that, that garage Wi-Fi, you know. That's that garage Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, do you just want to like hang out, or do you want to like want me to keep talking? I mean, it's up to you. I. I feel like I have a story about surfing. Okay, let's roll into that then, since. Oh, let's see what he said. He said, do I have to rejoin again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I was on the Dauntless in, you know, like I've said before, like 2008, 2009, I forget what year it was. Oh, he's back. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's garage Wi-Fi. It's, your, it's your <laughs> shitty garage Wi-Fi. Well, <laughs> it says I have a good connection. Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know. So, did you hear, the, what was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, last thing was, I said it was a mishap. So, why would you give someone a boat designed to tip over and then rewrite and then not get, then like get mad when they do it? Well, it's not, we're not trying to flip it over. It has no reason to be flipped over, but if it flips over... Then it can come back up. I don't. I don't like and it, that. And the mishap doesn't mean that they're in trouble, or that they're going to, 
you know, there's going to be some negative repercussion of it. Is that kind of like where, like, an intentional grounding? Like, grounding's a mishap no matter how, how you do it, but intentional groundings are a little different. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're... Unless it, I would say, unless it uh, like if the cock- damage to the boat, then it's like, not a mishap or an intentional grounding. I had a buddy. I put, I put him on the beaches before. Oh, I was going to say, I was literally just going to say that, like, the coxswain was like, <coughs> we were in the 24, and they're like, I'm grounding myself, I'm grounding it so we can get over there. And then, like, he's like, yeah, that's an intentional grounding, and, like, they had to do a thing. I don't remember what it was. Oh, we didn't do that. I, I put a boat on the beach for a hot dog. Really? For a hot dog? Yeah. You fat bitch! Oh, yeah. Dog? You know it. <laughs> what kind of hot dog are we talking? Just, just a regular ass hot dog. I was selling hot dogs. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, there wasn't just was like, fun. you weren't driving along and they're like, guys, there's a hot dog oh. on the beach. <laughs> hot dog on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's Come grilling out. Let's go get some. Um, so you can't, can, you can do heavy weather in a 45, right? No, it's not a heavy weather platform anymore. They took when that did, away. When did that happen? Uh, a couple of years ago. Because the the small the small boat station I was at before I was with you two on the ship, we had heavy weather and wait no we didn't have heavy weather maybe I'm thinking of offshore. Hmm. Anyway, um, you want to hear my surfman story? Sure. Or before we do that, you what else? What else should we? What, what the hell was that? Oh, sorry, that was my computer. Is what else should we know about the Motor Life Boat School that you think people aren't like be surprised to know? Their chain of command is tracing Yorktown. Really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, fall under Yorktown. Yuck! Uh, it's a force comm unit. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's it's exactly what you think it is. You're going there to learn to drive a boat, and there's almost always shitty weather. Uh, right. Astoria is super cool. Uh, lots of cool breweries and things to see around there. I had a BM1 tell me that there's a strip club in Astoria with a stripper that only has one leg. Is that true? Uh, I never saw it, uh, but if the yeah, the, I heard the same thing. So. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, then that's confirmed. Yeah, uh, confirmed. So the first surfman I ever met was um, <laughs> why? Do, okay. You obviously messaged me that, so I didn't say it. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. Um. So I was on, and I had a BMC that made that um, made senior chief. And he was waiting to transfer. Hey, hey, shh. And we went to Tista, and he was kind of a he was kind of a dick, but he was a really, really good boat driver. He was a, a an operator for sure. And we go to Tista, and you know, you go to Tista, you get forty seven freaking people that come to the boat, right? And we're on the mess deck, and well, it, there's a gaggle of us, and I just happen to be standing near. The senior chief bosun mate and the master chief bosun mate that came from ATO. And the ATO is your afloat training office, right? Like, that's what it stands for? Yeah. Yeah. Our float, float training organization. Or, or organization. Like organization. Yeah, right. Those are the guys that come out and think they know better than you and teach you how to do your stuff. 
And this was right when the OTH was coming out, or maybe I'm pretty sure it was the like the OTH, like the first jet drive and like the first like when we started getting fancy and getting away from the bathtubs, you know, and the CBLs and stuff. And uh, the Dauntless had just gotten theirs, and the Master Chief looks at Senior and goes, you, you know, they're talking. He's like, what do you think of those uh, new OTHs? And uh, Senior Chief looks him dead in the eye, and he goes, he goes, I ain't learned how to drive one of those fucking things. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, Master Chief, men drive ships. Boys drive boats, and I was like, um, I had a couple questions, but I, I I was only a third, and like, he was a surfman like for a long time, but then like, changed over and became like this hardcore fucking cutterman, and he told this bosun mate, Master Chief. So he's a boot senior, hasn't even like, he's been a senior like a month and a half, and he tells this Master Chief from ATO, he goes. Men drive ships, boys drive boats. And that was the first surfman I've ever met. So he was a little crazy. And that was my impression of surfman for a couple years until I met another one. That's that's like backwards of what a surfman is. I know, that's why it was so memorable to me because like it was super weird. Yeah, he was he was a super weird guy. Um anything else for the motor life boat school before I uh get on my soapbox for a little bit? Nope. Alright. So, do you want me to bit on my soapbox, or do you want to hear one of the most badass stories I've ever heard in my life? Let's go with that badass story. All right, so, I obviously don't read books, but I might go buy this book because um, the title of it is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. You You guys ever heard this story? Does that have something to do with Canada? No. Okay. So no. it's so opposite of Canada. <laughs> All right. I, Is this I, a Smokey I, and the Bandit? Are you gonna just tell the smoke story of Smokey and the Bandit uh, in the movie? I will. No, that's, that's the, probably the greatest beer run ever. No, this one blows that one out of the water. Okay. I'll, what do you, you want to bet me? I'll bet you those three stickers from the walkie-talkie company. No. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Um, I want to put my phone on airplane mode so I can get static while I read it. I, so I feel like I did the point welcome from the last episode a little disservice. Um, I just wrote down point welcome, and I figured, you know, drunk Mr. Miami could just regurgitate information about a Vietnam battle. So I I, I did a little effort today instead of working. Um, I, I did this at work. So the greatest beer run ever. So January 19... 19- uh, 68, 1968, all right? Uh, Sergeant Duggan, D-U-G-G-A-N, turns around and sees his friend. Uh, his nickname was Chick, like, you know, check that chick out over there, Donahue. Uh, the reason that this is crazy is because Sergeant Duggan is currently stationed in a combat zone in the Quan Tri province of Vietnam, Okay. And his buddy, Chick, who he turns around to see, is not in the military and is supposed to be living in New York. Okay? So, okay. picture 1968, you're in an infantry platoon, you're in the fucking jungles of Vietnam. Like, let's say Ratsnitch is in Vietnam, right? Hanging out, shooting Going zips on the wire, right? And you turn around and you're like, 
the fuck's Mr. Miami doing here? You're supposed to be like over there, right? That's what this is, right? And so Donahue, Chick, I'm going to call him Chick, he was in the Marines for like four years, but he got out and went civilian. Uh, so he's not in the military. Shows up to a combat zone in a military base in Vietnam to see his friend, right? Dude's wearing blue jeans, sneakers, and a plaid fucking t-shirt in a combat zone. That's what this dude's wearing and shows up in, right? And so Sergeant Duggan's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're supposed to be in New York. Chick looks him dead in the eye, puts a duffel bag down, and goes, I brought you motherfuckers some beer, right? <laughs> and he opens up this duffel bag, and there's – a case of PBR and a case of Schlitz beer in this duffel bag. It's kind of cold. Lukewarm, right? <laughs> so, it's not kind of cold. Kind of cold. It's, it's, it's not warm yet, but it's not, like, uh, cold, right? So um, Chick goes, quote, I brought you some cold New York beers. So according to Chick, it took, like, it took like four months to find these six guys he was looking for and deliver them a cold beer. Um, so four months prior to this meeting, them, him finding them, Chick is sitting at a bar in New York, an Irish pub in New York, and the Vietnam War comes on. It shows some, like, fighting, right? And the bartender goes, someone ought to go over there, track them boys down, and bring them each a cold beer. And Chick slams his beer down, stands up, and he yells, challenge accepted, and fucks right off, Right? Leaves the bar, and it takes, like I said, it took some like four months to actually get there. Um, gets his duffel bag, stuffs it full of fucking PBR and Schlitz. So in order to get to Vietnam, he gets a job on the vessel Drake Victory, which is like a, it's a merchant vessel. It's just a regular-ass merchant vessel. And they were taking shipments of ammo to, Vietnam, to the Vietnam War, and he got hired on there as an oiler, whatever the fuck that is, I... I assume like they smear oil on the engines. I don't know what yeah, probably is. oil things. Probably oil yeah. things. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. And um, so it took two months to go because like it, merchant ships go from like you know New York to Italy and like New York to like England. Then like they go down around the fuck. They go through the fucking doodad. Go down around this other place. It takes fucking two months for this motherfucker to get here. Look at a map. I don't, I'm not a fucking geographer. And. Uh, once he finally gets to Vietnam... I'm no ornithologist. <laughs> I'm not an ornithologist. What do you know about bird law? <laughs> They're not real. Birds aren't real. Um, so he quits his job on the fucking... Like, he just dips. Like He's like, I was only here so you could get me to Vietnam. Um, then this guy ping-pongs around from unit to unit and, like, bullshitting his way into military convoys, planes, and a fucking helicopter. He talks himself into a fucking Huey to get a ride to the fucking wherever this combat zone is where his buddies are, right? That's a like, fucking friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not even done. I'm not even close to done. So uh, this is like one of the – so the timing in 1968 is one of the worst times because he got there two days before the Tet Offensive. Um, do you guys know what the Tet Offensive was? Nope. That's when the fucking uh, Vietnamese attacked. It was the bloodiest battle, the single bloodiest battle in all of the Vietnam conflict war. So he got there before it started. Yes. Like, okay. Okay. a civilian's like, I should go to Vietnam and check on my buddies. And then they're like, we're going to have the bloodiest battle fucking ever. You know, so like, not a good time to be in Vietnam, right? 
So he actually, through, like, talking and, like, doing these convoys and planes and ends up finding his fucking buddies, right? Um, he, he was only able to find four of the six buddies he set out. Uh, it didn't actually say – I didn't read the whole book, but uh, he, it says he only found four of his buddies. I don't know if the other two died, but um, – and then there's, there's a quote. He said, Chuck Chick still remembers when he handed them the beer and he hands the beer to his friends – they popped the cans open and took their first sip of cold beer in a while. He said it was very emotional for the guys he brought beer back, you know, because the guys that he brought beer to said that, you know, they felt like they were forgotten and they felt like nobody really cared that they were over there. And the beer was great, but it was even better to know that people still remembered them and still cared about them back home and that his buddy went to such great lengths just to remind him that he still had a fucking friend. And, uh... He said that was the best part. Uh, so in 2015, PBR, you know, Pabst Blue Ribbon, heard about the story. And they go, hey, you guys want to get together and uh, fucking party? And the dude's like 80 years old. And, and he's like, yeah, I fucking do, kind of. <laughs> so they get together in 2015 and do a, a video about, like, this story and about how this dude went on a beer run for, like, 10,000 miles, four months, planes, trains, and automobiles to f- just so he could give his buddy a fucking cold beer. And uh, the last quote that Chick, the guy that um, you know, did the actual beer run, he, he said uh, there was a colonel there who never drank, like just pretty much a Mormon, didn't drink. And when the colonel found out what he – what's so funny? Pretty much Nothing. a Mormon. <laughs> pretty much a Mormon. Like, he didn't have the special space pajamas, but he, like, he didn't drink, you know. Okay. You know about Mormon pajamas? Continue with your nope. story. You want to yeah, know about it? No, go ahead. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so the colonel who never drinks poured himself and everyone in the platoon a beer, raised it up, and made a toast. Too chicky. And the colonel says, too chicky, who brought our boys beer. Respect, pride, and love, goddammit. Cheers. And then everyone fucking drank a beer. Okay. For one, picture us over there and one of our random friends bringing us beer. And could you imagine if we had our old CO, the one that we all hated, and then we all get delivered beers thousands of miles away from home and our old CO going... What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Like, I, that's yeah. like, like, I feel like I've done some shit for my friends. I've helped some friends out, but like, I've never been like, you know, I haven't flown across the fucking world know, go to, to give them beer. <laughs> like, that is a fucking shitmate, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how there's a, there's a whole book. It's it's called the greatest beer run ever. If like, I'm I'm sure, just like the point welcome. I'm sure I missed some things. I'm sure I you know, embellish some things, but I did my best to get, like, the best story possible. If that dude, if Chicky did not get a fucking medal for that, like, what he are we wasn't doing? In the, he wasn't in the military. I, who gives you can a still shit? get medals. You can? Sure. I mean, Ellen's generous got one, so I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Batman deserves some sort of fucking, like, formal military recognition. First of all, he didn't do it for military recognition. He did it for. His I know buddies. he. I know and he, he got didn't a toast. do it, but Dude, he can show. 
you know, you, like you gotta, he you gotta. Something. So there's there's two pictures that are super important. One is like when he gets there, and there's like six fucking army dudes with M16s, and he's there in his jeans and blue like plaid shirt, holding the beer, like <laughs> I fucking did it. And then the sh- they they showed a picture of him like a couple years ago, and he looks like like go to like a like a hometown church and go up and find the usher of the church. You know, kind of got that turkey giblet under his neck. He's got the horn rim glasses, like a shitty suit on, like a kind of like a mm, kind of fucking grin to him. And that's what he looks like. Like, you could be like, this is my grandfather, and we call him Poppy. And like, yep, that's a grandfather. And then like, he's got this whole family. And then like, he like leans into you at like the fucking like Christmas like family dinner. He's like, you know, I took two cases of beer to Vietnam on my own, like a fucking man. You know, like, <laughs> just... Really cool fucking story, personally. You know. Alright. Ready for me to move on to my rant? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, I got sent a story today about, because, you know, you remember how I bitched about my departing award from the last last place I was at? About how I got shafted, even though I was probably the best cozy that place had ever been? Why are you standing up? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't have a chair in here. I'm sitting on a case of beer. (laughs) 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 That's that's Uh, funny. All those IPAs, those are for you. I know you're getting into them. You're going to have to edit that out. I know. Oh, shit. Sorry. Idiot. All right. So I got sent a picture of an award that a third class got recently. And I want you to guess what he got. Okay? Okay. Do you have the thing pulled up? Did you look up the thing that I told you? No, but I can do it right now. Hurry up. I'll wait. Okay. Are you there yet? Almost. Are you scratching your ass looking around? No, I'm looking for a chair. Oh, here's one. I want to know how you have... A 600-square-foot apartment, but a two-car garage. I moved. You did? Yeah. I, I'm in housing now. Oh. Housing out there looks dope as fuck. It's pretty nice. It's pretty yeah. nice. Except for all the military people. Uh, yeah, but they're all different branches. So, yeah. like, my na- my next-door neighbor's Navy. Froze again. And then the guy bath- the past him is Army. I can hear you. God damn, I can hear you really well. These new headphones you got me are fucking mint. They're fucking like, rad, right? They 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 cup. You know, I I'm I was blessed with fat earlobes, and they cover. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 cover my entire fat earlobe, so they're really really nice. Hey, welcome back. Hey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm, they, they messaged me and they said, you know, I remember your rant about getting an award based just on your rank alone, just your rank alone. And I thought you would get a kick out of this. And I literally got sent this at like 10 o'clock this morning and I immediately got angry and I immediately fucking IM'd you, you know? Yeah. Are you there yet? Do you have the thingy with the stuff? I'm, 
I'm in the manual. I'm pulling it up now. But you can go ahead and tell your story. All right, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna I'm just gonna read the award because the, I I got sent a copy of the award. You ready? Yeah. <coughs> Petty Officer Blank, he's a third class, is cited for superior performance of duty while serving at Blank Unit on Blank Time. While off duty, traveling north on Highway Blank, he witnessed a horrific single car rollover accident involving five victims, two of which were ejected, and a six-year-old girl had a, was trapped in the back seat with her arm pinned under the weight of the entire vehicle. After assessing the scene and contacting 911, he quickly took charge of the scene while emergency responders were en route and started directing triage efforts. Notice, noticing gasoline falling from or spilling from the mangled wreckage, and without regard to his own personal safety, he mustered additional bystanders to assist him with the efforts and lifted the unstable vehicle onto its side in order to free the little girl through the broken window. Once the child was freed from the wreckage and pulled to safety, he turned his efforts to assisting his spouse, who was rendering first aid to an unconscious female who had suffered arter- who had a severed artery, severed artery in her neck, and was bleeding profusely. Utilizing a bag valve on the victim's face, he kept the airway clear and lungs functioning while his spouse applied direct pressure to the wound until the paramedics arrived. Actions that directly saved the lives of at least two individuals that day. His actions were not only heroic, but are the embodiment of our core values. For the officer blanks, dedication, judgment, and da 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 What award do you think that third class received? Achievement. What do you think, Ratsnitch? Uh, judging by the way that we're going with this, I'm going to say like an LOC or LOA, like something just ridiculously low for such so a badass. So that, that third class got an achievement medal. I okay, think so So for one, uh, there are, you have two arteries that run in your neck. They're both the carotid artery. If that, one, You said it was severed, right? Severed. Okay, so I just Googled how long it takes to fucking die if your carotid artery is, is cut. And it said, Google said, uh, if either, if the, uh, if the carotid oxalate is like carotid artery is approximately one and a half inches below the surface of the skin, and if severed, unconsciousness will result in death in approximately five to 15 seconds. Look, all I did was read the fucking thing. I'm not a doctor. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not, no, not I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, that's a big fucking artery. Like, you can't. Oh, that's a I, bad one to get cut. Yes, I agree. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I, you're not insinuating he. That's not what happened, right? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, we know a shipmate that there was someone drowning at the beach. He swam out, grabbed them, brought them back to shore, got got them breathing. And he is in for a life-saving medal. The fucking Mitpog's daughter did the same thing at a beach, rescued two guys, and got the life-saving medal. So my question is, where is the breakdown in the command structure of this? So, so I'll read you. I'm in the awards manual right now. So 
the gold life-saving medal or the silver life-saving medal may be awarded to any person who rescues or endeavors to rescue any other person from drowning, shipwreck, or other perils of the water. The attempted rescue must either take place in waters within the U.S. or subject to the jurisdiction thereof. One or, or, or one of the parties must be a U.S. citizen of the U.S. or from a vessel or aircraft owned or operated by the citizens of the U.S. So basically, the gold life-saving medal may be awarded to an individual who performed a rescue or attempted rescue at the risk of his or, or her own life and demonstrates extreme and heroic daring. The silver life-saving medal may be awarded to an individual who performed a rescue or attempted rescue where the circumstances do not sufficiently distinguish the individual to deserve the medal of gold, but demonstrates such extraordinary effort as to merit recognition. So like me, outside looking in, that's a silver life-saving medal. I mean, so the only rest, I mean, what's the definition of rescue? To get someone like, out of peril or out of a life-threatening situation, right? Okay, it's yeah, without, of, without Googling it, yeah. So, like, maybe their thought process was, the, so for gold, no water. So there's gold out the window. Yeah, then it goes on to say, um, fuck, where did it go? Um, military personnel serving on active duty would normally not be recommended for the gold and silver life-saving medals. However, military personnel may be recommended for a life-saving medal if the act of heroism was performed while the individual was in a leave or liberty status. Which he was. And then it said all other, um, all other awards should be considered. Or in oh, all like, other circumstances, military if, awards should be considered. If I pull you out of the water and I do CPR and you throw some water up, I'd expect an achievement, you know, on a good command, maybe a comm. He fuck. Not only did he help like six people or five people, he pulled a little girl out, lifted a fucking car, and then did triage on a on an uh, on a cut artery, and literally saved this fucking lady's life. Like she would she would be dead right now had he not been there helping. Yeah, to and me that's gave, easily the silver life saving medal. They gave him a fucking achievement medal. Like, how insulting is that? Right. I mean. Well, for one, at least he got recognized. Because I know people that's done shit like that that didn't get anything at all. I've done shit like not shit like that. I've done similar shenanigans and gotten a high five and said, "You're at a small station. That's what we do." Yeah, or like that's your fucking job. You know what I mean? I hate people like that. Uh, what do you think, Rat Snitch? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. This should have been a silver lifesaving. I mean, I feel like any competent fucking officer would have been like, yo, like, this dude went above and beyond. He was in a liberty status. He literally, if he wouldn't have intervened, this person would have fucking died. That's more than an and, achievement. And I asked around, like, and, you know, so they're like, hey, check this out. And, like, here's the unit. And I happen to know a couple people in the unit. And this guy is, like, a genuinely nice guy. Like, just a, you know... Someone you don't see upset or angry or mad about duty or like just like just fucking happy to be part of something, you know, just a genuinely good guy. And he was happy with his achievement. He's like, man, got a fucking achievement. That's pretty cool. 
even if that dude's a fucking piece of shit and a dickhead, he went above and beyond the Call of Duty. He was he didn't have to fucking stop and help those people. I just I put the goddamn cat down. <laughs> Barry? Yeah, it's Barry. Uh, um so like my point is, you know, I was pissed off about there, you see everybody happy now? I know. Go find Leviathan. Get out. I was pissed at, like, I, you know, I complained about Chip Stewart and Eldak and Son of a Sheet and B.O. and Drugs and Drydock. All of my complaints about my award sound so trivial to this one. You know, like, comparing mine and his situation, I feel like a piece of shit. And we, me and him got the same award. And you award. got the same award. We got the same yeah. award, you know. So this just to beat a dead horse. Stop giving people fucking awards based on their rank. It's infuriating and it's belittling. And there's a reason that our retention rates are so low. And I heard a. I mean, butt. like, if the Mick Pog's daughter got a life saving medal for, and I read her award, and that was way less than what this dude did. Uh, politics, like but the Mick. Pog. No, I agree. Yeah. Um. I had a fucking point to make, and I forget what it was. So anyway, your Alzheimer's acting up. I heard scuttlebutt that, you know, so people can separate and push it out, Romo, push it out. Um, people are separating, can separate in lieu of the vaccine, right? And I heard scuttlebutt from some yo people that if the retention rates drop, and discharge rates go up because of the vaccine requirement, they're going to withhold retirement letters. Hang on one second. I Hold on. He's on duty, and I think he's getting a duty call. Are they contacting you about your car's extended warranty? Was that your car's extended warranty phone call? No, it's my daughter's school. Yeah, so... Send me, like, a shitload of calls and... Emails and stuff. I heard uh, it said the city you're in, so we're gonna have to edit that out. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, was it in here? I heard it. It said this is a message from Blank School District. Blah 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 blah. Oh, okay. So we'll have to edit that out. Sorry. Anyway, last fucking time I'm gonna say it. Stop giving people awards based on rank, please. Please, just do it on merit. You know. Yeah, whether you like them or not, if they meet the fucking criteria, give them their fucking award. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking the service wide. I'm not making chief. I'm not transferring again. I don't need any of them. Don't want any awards. This isn't for me. What I'm saying is, the people that do shit, recognize them so that we can. The people that are doing good stuff stay in, because the people that are doing good stuff are fucking off, and all the retards and smooth brains are staying in. You know what I'm saying? Um. Earlier, smooth brains. Smooth brains. Uh, so, you were talking about uh, discharging based off, like, whether or not you get the vaccine or not. I saw on Facebook, which, you know, take that for what it's fucking worth. Yep. Somebody was saying that it's going to be based off rank for discharge stat. Like, what, what they're going to do. Like, rank is going to play a factor in how they go about it. That seems weird and wrong. Yeah, it that, seems, that seems like seem discrimination. That's discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not saying that's how it's going to happen. I'm just saying that's what I saw on fucking Facebook, so. Yeah. 
So it's got to be true. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, be true, true right? Yeah. It's got to be true. Yeah. Um, that's that. All all I have left is fucking is final thought stuff. Okay, let's go. All right. So, um, you know the leave status or leave? Did you read the latest leave message? No. About how many days you can carry over? Yes. Did you also yeah. see that it says all leave has to be in for the fiscal year by September 19th? Did you read that? No. no I didn't see that. Yeah, so it's in there. And then, so if you have leave in on September 20th, when the clock rolls over, any leave that is either approved or denied that's submitted in DA will automatically be approved for the rest of the fiscal year. So if you're trying to do some shit, put in leave like going to work at the group, like logging to DA at like 11 o'clock at night on sat on the 19th because when the clock rolls over on September 20th, all unapproved or all un or all denied undenied leave automatically gets approved. Really? Yes. I mean, that doesn't mean that they can't recall you, but still. Anyway, which brings me to my next point. I think if if I got to change one thing about the military, I think the first thing I would change would be stop counting weekends during leave periods as leave days. It's it's 2021. Mm. We put people on the moon. Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. Women can vote and drive. It's the fucking future. I think I should be able to take leave without being charged a weekend where I already have liberty. Oh, you're talking well, about the whole leave. Gets their weekends off, though. Yeah, you're talking about the leave, liberty, leave thing? Yes. That's the only thing you would change? That's the first thing yeah. I would change. One, <laughs> of the first, the first thing. one of the first <laughs> three or four things I would change. <laughs> that is not the first thing I would think about changing. Which, you know, brings me to my next point is, you know, if... If you're having troubles with leave, just, you know, uh, stop wasting leave days and be a man and go fucking AWOL, you know? I mean, I'm not endorsing that. You should not go AWOL. <laughs> Everybody's their own person. They can make their own decisions. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you can do anything as long as you're willing to accept the consequences that may or may not come from it. Correct. All right, so did you guys see the uh, new release of the diversity and inclusion policy that came no. out this week, this week or last no. week? Is that yeah. all you do is sit at work and just read messages? Yes. Like you don't, you don't do anything else? else? Do. Um, first of all, you should check CTYX and the message board regularly to keep yourself informed on current Coast Guard policies like a good steward of the Coast Guard would. I just don't the- check CTYX for anything anymore. Well, that's because you're a piece of shit. Excuse me. As soon as I left the ship, I deleted all C2IX shit. I I have to use it for my job. So, I was reading that, and it it reminded me, like, so diversity, and everyone's like, like, every commander and captain's like, you know, we all got to be friends, and I don't see color, and blah, 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 everything. And it reminded me of a thing I read a couple years ago, and it took me about an hour to Google, which is an hour of work that I lost. And it pretty much comes down to So nothing's changed? Yes, yes. <laughs> it comes it comes down to pornography. Oh oh you're gonna have to explain this. Okay. I'm gonna read you a little blurb. Uh 
Somebody just went quiet. Okay. So, pornography is the most inclusive and most diverse thing in the world. Okay? Here's why. Okay. Pornography. Porn movies are the most positive movies in existence. There's no murder. There's no war. There's no fighting. No cheating. No racism. No language barriers. There's good cooperation. Good coordination. Natural acting. Everyone enjoys the climax. Lots of love. Always. (laughs) Don't interrupt. Always very happy. There's always a happy ending for everybody involved. And no matter... No matter what point of the movie you start watching, you're going to understand the story. Okay? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I like how you said natural acting. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, everyone's always about creating a safe workplace and being inclusive to all genders. All so what you're saying is we should be more like the pornography industry. Yes. Absolutely. There's, there's no exclusion. Everybody's included. There's no shame. There's no body shaming. There's no gender shaming. There's no nothing. Everybody is just there to enjoy the ending. You know? Just enjoying being there. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you look at it from, from that perspective, I can understand it. That was pretty fucking insightful, wasn't it? Um, do you want to talk about the picture of the instant message you sent me from the YN3? Yeah, sure. So you sent me, to me, that's a final thought in itself. Uh, what it said was lobsters and crabs are the same thing. One's just hot dog shaped and the other's hamburger shaped. (laughs) Yeah, so she definitely listens, so, like, she's going to hear that for sure. Uh, That's how she started the conversation with me, you know. And then she ended it with, have the day you deserve. Good for fucking her. (laughs) Like, good for her. (laughs) And, uh, uh, what the fuck was I speaking? My brain isn't working today. Oh, we were talking about the person that. Um, hot dogs and lobsters, right? Yeah, why in three? And then, then we did that. And then, you have to give her a, one of the koozies I sent you, right? You you got to do that. I gave her some stickers. Tell her to DM me, and I'm just gonna send her some shit, just random shit. I'm just gonna I'll, send it to I'll her. Oh, fine. I'll fucking give her some shit. <laughs> uh, but her and her husband both listen, and they're. They like it, and they support us, and they think it's funny, so I will definitely give them a koozie eventually. Um, you know what I was thinking about the other day? No. Why would I know that? No. No. Can, guess. Can you guess? <laughs> no, bro. You're, the way your mind works is not like any <laughs> other human I've ever fucking met, okay? So getting me or Rat Snitch to guess what you're fucking thinking about is not going to happen. So, did you see the Good Order and Discipline came out the other day? On the message board no. that you don't check? No, I'm busy, okay? I don't have fucking Doing time. What? Fucking work. Bro, I absolute rest niche. I am so ecstatic that, you know, 
Did you drink any louder? That I have to work now and you don't? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a Romo? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so happy that the roles are com- like completely reversed. Like, he is swamped with work. And the analytics on my phone say that I spend six to seven hours a day on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, me getting what, home what just to record this everywhere? podcast? So, you I... remember, remember when we were on the ship? I was, you know, everywhere. Always doing everything. You know, say, acknowledge. Agree. Hurry up. Mm. Hurry up. Do it. No. Sorry, I was busy doing stuff. So I, I, I remember you spending most of your time in birthing watching TV. So what I meant... With your robot. <laughs> yeah, with your robot. What I meant was like, you know, I would do, you know, everyone's heard it a thousand times. Ship store, soda machine, LDAC, this, that, the other thing, B-O-L-E-I, blah, blah, blah. Always going out on missions. And Fatso would only ever go from his chair to his rack to the galley or to the mess deck to the smoke pit. And like never really did anything. And now I go to work and then I put my feet up and then I Instagram and then my phone battery dies and I have to plug it in and then I eat lunch and I go potty and then I go home. And it's just funny that he's like, I'm swamped at work. I'm doing this. We got a new program doing this. And my other first class is an idiot. And I'm no, I didn't say that person was an idiot. She listens. Okay. She's not a fucking idiot. I'm, like, para- I'm, I'm glad par- she's there. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. What you said was something like, um, how do I say this nicely? Um, uh, okay, you're from the South. Uh, bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you've never said anything bad about, her, about, your, about your counterpart. I, I'm making that up. Uh, but it, it, it is funny that, like, you know, you're like, bro, I'm fucking busy. I got this, this, and this. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I spent about an hour really milking a mozzarella cheese stick that I brought. And I just, you know, the string cheese ones. And I just spent like an hour just like really milking that fucking thing. You know? I wish you knew how fast I drove home today just to get here. And I was still late. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's funny. Um, I was doing oh. 70 in a fucking 35. That's crazy. Uh, I only have two more things. Two serious things. Do um, you guys have anything before I get too serious? No, go ahead and be serious. No. Okay. Um, the next time you see someone enjoying something that isn't hurting anyone, that is not your cup of tea, instead of saying something negative, train your brain to think, I'm glad they're happy, and carry the fuck on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I was... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him, you fat bitch. <laughs> so the the reason we're laughing is I just told everybody to be nice to each other. And as soon as I finished, my wife said, no, fuck you. And then I gave her the finger and everybody saw me give her the finger. Um, uh. But I, I've seen it a little bit lately at my new unit of, you know, hey, I like to insert stupid thing here like disc golf or BNOS or whatever and (laughs) (laughs) just you know now that I'm you know trying to this is my twilight tour and I'm just trying to finish and go home you know my brain is switching over to that just you know hey good for that motherfucker 
you know. You know, do you remember when we were on the ship and the dude on the other sh- on our sister ship had that one-wheeled fucking <clears throat> contraption that he would drive to work every day? You remember? And I fucking hated it for no reason. I was like, look at that fucking asshole with his motorcycle and what the f- who the fuck does he think he is just riding that fucking thing around here? Just angry at him for no reason for him just living his best life. And yes. now that I- now that I'm at land and I'm looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel, tunnel. There's that Alzheimer's again. Alzheimer's. Alzheim. You know what? The, the thing where you forget. Um, just let motherfuckers do whatever they want, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that's how I was raised. Like, if it doesn't personally affect you, who gives a shit? I was not raised like that. <laughs> Anything that anybody does, fuck them. Yes. You see that yeah. guy over there? Fuck him. <laughs> you know? You don't fucking butter your corn with a hot dog bun? Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy in particular. Um, yeah. So I just... It was an observation that I made about myself. And, you know... Uh, my I have two subordinates right now. And they're, like, asking me these questions about, like... You know... What do you want to do about this? And what do you want to do about that? And I was like... I don't know, man. What the fuck do you want to do? I don't... I don't fucking care. You know? I don't care. None of this affects me. So, like, let's just, you know, do whatever, man. And, like, duty came up and, like, Santa Watch came up and just, you know, people were getting butthurt. And it's just, just let people fucking enjoy their shit and just worry about yourself, you know. Which is a lot coming from me because on the ship, I worried about everybody but myself, you know. Everybody. Yeah, you feeling all right? I mean, I know you just got over COVID, but, like, you, you good, man? Like... Oh yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm actually. This doesn't like you. I'm actually yeah. pretty dope. You know, I've been getting a. I've been getting. It's really weird. I've been getting a lot of comments about how. Uh, I'm in a customer service job now, and I'm getting a lot of comments about how, how I'm delivering service, and the time I'm delivering it, and the quality that I'm giving it, and they're like, the last guy didn't do that. I was like, well, it's a fucking new day. Daddy's here. What do you want to do? You know? Daddy's here. I, I said that to a fucking BM1 on an 87. They're like, uh, I need help with this. So I was like, I'm coming. I'm on my way. Like, you're coming over here? It's like, yep, daddy's here. Got you. And they're like, that's fucking hilarious. And, you know, an OIC of one of the one of the units I took to the range recently, he, you know, Rat says, you've been to my ranges. You know how I fucking run them. And yeah. he's like, uh, he's like, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, um, so... This is kind of weird for me. Um, we shot every course of fire, minus LA-51s and machine bow crew course, and including two people through basic rifle. And you didn't skip anything, and you didn't do anything unsafe, and it's only 1130. Uh, yeah, I'm like a really fucking good instructor. <laughs> I didn't burp, but... <laughs> and he's like, I just wanted you to know that the way you... like, Because in my pre-fire... I, I was like, hey, I'm not like sector people. I'm not like this. I'm not like that. The burden's on you. You know, I'm here to fucking get shit done, put some holes in some paper, and go home and drink beer. You know, if you fail at the range, I didn't do a good job. I'm here to get shit done and go the fuck home and drink a beer. As long as everyone puts an effort in, I'm going to give you the same effort back. And he's like, it was so refreshing, and this was an amazing range. He's like, I called somebody... 
at 9 o'clock, sent them back to the unit, had them drive two hours back to the range so that I could give you a challenge going before we fucking got out of here because we were going so fast. So That's like, rad. Good for it you. Was, it was cool. Like, you know, and like, I, I you know, I say in my pre-fire, I was like, you do something stupid, I'm probably going to make fun of you. We're all going to laugh. You know, that's how I roll. You know, and it was just, you know, like Brad Snitch, you know how I run it. It's, you know, anyway. Yeah, super unsafe. Mm-hmm. Super unsafe. You know, cowboy stuff. Do you, speaking of, do you remember the one time you were shooting a pistol and then you lost your front sight? Yeah, and then the uh, the back side of the magazine catch release that fell off. Yeah, yeah, same day actually. And then and then uh, I jammed the eight seventy. Yep. And then, <laughs> and, the, then and then the M four. And then I had a double feed on the M four. So first of all, all those things. First of all, I've been in an FAI for a very long time. Not one time have I ever seen a Sig lose a front sight. Like I'm like, all right, shooters ready, stand by, and you're like, I have a question. It's like, what's up? Um, my gun doesn't have a front sight. I go, what? Yeah, my front sight's gone. Where'd it go? Could be anywhere. Who knows? <laughs> Not here. Can I have a beer, uh, please? And then... You know what I've noticed? Yes. That people... You do? I said, I said yes. <laughs> I said yes. You don't have to... Yep. Yep, I got it. Uh, people... Don't let their subordinates make enough decisions. And I was like, you know, people were coming to me, you know, at work asking, you know, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And to me, it's just basic, like simple stuff like that they already know the answer for. They just want permission to do it, if that makes sense. Yes. And, and they're not fault. They're not disobeying policy. They're, they're right in line with policy. Mm-hmm. And I go, why are you coming to me for the for this? And they go, because that's just how the other, the previous supervisors wanted it. And I oh. go, look, I go, as long as you're not breaking policy, you, you're 100% sure you know what the fuck you're doing, make the decision. Me and I go, you, I'll back you up 100%. Me and you were going through the same exact thing. Remember the other day I, would, I told you, I was talking to my thirds, and I was like, what do you want to do now? You know? Literally, you literally said, like, um, you know what? I... God damn it. You said... What, people need to fail to learn what not to do? No, you said make a decision, I think. And son of a fucking bitch. I gotta quit drinking. <laughs> Your brain's getting too smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brain's ironing out. <laughs> you know, I, I told you a couple episodes ago, you know, my thirds will come up and go, hey, um, uh, this, this, and this. And I go, okay, what do you want to do? Well, usually I go, stop. Make a fucking decision. Do it. I trust you. My feet, my feet are up. I'm on my Instagram. Make a decision. My feet are up and my Instagram's open because I trust you to make the right decision. If you don't make the right decision, then it's fault. Son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, but... Uh... Uh, and, and what you were saying was like, uh, well, the last guy did this. You know, and like, so my thirds will go, um, hey, uh, this, this, and this. And I go, why is, why are you asking? And they go, well, the old first class. And I go, hey, daddy's here. That motherfucker's gone. Guess what we're doing now? You're a competent human. You're a grown ass man. You're married. Make a fucking decision. I'm right here if you fuck up. Yeah, I might spot check you like every now and then 
just to make sure that you're on top of your game. Yep. But yep. if you if if you know what the right decision is, fucking make it. Yes. Even even if you're not that sure, like I, I fuck up all the time. I'll still make a decision whether it's the right one or the wrong one. But like, I mean, I'm a firm believer, and sometimes you gotta let your people fail to learn what not to do. What are you doing? I have to go pee. Well, put your so you're taking down. us with you? Put your computer no, down. I'm I have to go pee too. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee too. Are you taking me with you too? <laughs> My last thing. My last thing. Um, so something that's kind of important to me. Uh, do you know what month it is? Yeah, September. September. Uh, swing and a miss. It is Suicide Awareness Month. It is fucking September. I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> but it is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, and just because I can and I have a platform to do it, um, the suicide hotline is 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. If, for any reason, inkling, set on doing it, Whatever you want to do, call the number. You don't want to call the number. Fucking send us a DM with your phone number. I'll talk to you. I, the only thing I'm better at than drinking beer and making my wife mad is talking. I will talk to you all day. Uh, send us a DM. Give me your phone number, and I'll call you. I'll talk to you. Talk about whatever you want, and just give us a call. Don't do whatever you think you're doing. And whatever you're going through can be managed. Um, we've all been through some pretty shitty stuff. It can be managed. Give us a call. Call me. Message the, message the Scrunnel Center Instagram, the Facebook, or call the hotline. Give us a call. Okay? That was the last thing I had. Yeah, reach out. We will call you. I'll fucking call you. You're, you're going to regret it. Anyway, that's all I had. So, now that we're at an hour and a half, so, I'm done. Uh, okay, is that it? All right. I'm done. All right, I guess we'll see you guys in the next one. Okay, bye. Bye.